I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, proudly sponsored by the Weight Loss Podcast. <laughs> yep, we had to sponsor ourselves because no one else would. <laughs> Courtney? Yes. How does it feel having no friends? Oh, you know what? I'm fine with it. Okay. So <laughs> welcome to this fantastic new episode of the Weight Loss Podcast brought to you by us. Yes. Sponsored by us. Definitely. My Why name, not? Sorry. My name is Matt. Hello. I am, um, well, I'm your erstwhile second in charge. Right. With me is the boss, Courtney. I am here. Yes. Uh, the boss, also known as the wife. <laughs> is that right? That is right. Welcome. Uh, we are here this episode to discuss, Courtney and I have had a, a pretty heated discussion about the top 10 Super Nintendo games of all time, and I think we finally hammered out um, a, a consensus. So I think, Courtney, why don't you start with number 10? Yeah, the consensus is that I don't care about Super Nintendo games. So that's the consensus that we came with. Okay, so let's so, talk about something good. So, so number 10, Super Mario Kart. Courtney, why did you put Super Mario Kart as number 10? Let's talk about something intelligent now. This, excuse me. <laughs> you are sailing close. Moving on. Moving on. This okay. is the point where everybody listening to our podcast turns off. Please take over. <laughs> Save us, Courtney. Save us. <laughs> Today, we are actually going to be touching on the topic of self-worth. Yes. Are you worth it? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. Uh, It's also a fantastic title of a podcast, so we'll use that. Uh, Yes, the the discussion today is, are you worth it? Because Courtney and I, um, well, I know for me in particular, from a personal standpoint, and both of us from a professional standpoint, have run into this issue with, well, I'm not going to say every single person we've ever worked with, but it ain't far off. Yeah, no, it's very common. I'm not going to say everyone because it's only affected one of us, but it's affected one of us in a pretty big way. Yeah. But both of us have been exposed to it uh, with, with our own clients as well. So, Courtney, what do we mean by I, are you worth it? You know what I'd like to start with this is I'd like to start, Matt, with you explaining the difference between self-worth and self-doubt. Okay. Because they're two very different things. Yeah, and I, I think, think they are too. I think even with the planning of this episode, we did get caught up in, okay, now we're crossing over to something different here now. So they are quite close. So... I think it's important to start off with let's let's clarify the differences between them and then we can move on really diving into self-worth a little bit more. Okay. So, yeah, that's a that's a very good point. So, self-doubt, I think when it comes to the topic of weight loss, self-doubt actually does affect 100% of people at one point or another or along the entire way, but at one point or another on on their journey, 
So the self-doubt is, can I actually do this? Or I don't think I can do this, which I think is different to self-worth, which is I'm not meant to do this. Mm. Or I'm, I don't deserve to look good, feel good, or be happy with myself. Mm. They are two different things. Uh, I have gone through both. Uh, I know, Courtney, you've gone through self-doubt, but they are they are the differences, differences between the two. I think self-doubt is... I'll tell you what, we should write this down. That is, without question, a podcast unto itself. Oh, yeah. Self-doubt is definitely a podcast by itself. And I think, Matt, you explained it really well there because I think with self-doubt, it covers so many other different things in our life. So we have doubt around... A lot of things that we do Everything. and along the journey of weight loss, you're going to have multiple, multiple times where you experience self-doubt. Yeah. So I think now that we've clarified that, we will put the self-doubt thing away. For another time. For another time. And we'll unpack that uh, later on. Yes. So then the discussion about self-worth, where do you think this stems from, Courtney? Give me your two cents worth. It can stem from a lot of different things, a lot of different areas for me. When Matt said in the beginning there that only one of us has gone through this, I have to say that I'm not that person. I don't remember a specific moment where I could say that I didn't value myself enough to think that I was worth it. I, It was actually the opposite for me, which was that was actually one of the reasons I wanted to lose weight. And I went to Matt years ago, five years ago, whatever it was to try to lose weight was because I did value myself enough where I was sick of being the way that I was. And I wanted to feel better and I wanted to go out and I wanted to meet people and socialize more and not feel uncomfortable and those sort of things. So that was the whole reason behind me. I knew I could look better and I wanted to. So that was the whole reason behind me wanting to lose weight in the first place. So I haven't really experienced that, that feeling of not valuing myself enough to not feel like I was worth doing it. But I think when it comes down to self-worth, a lot of the factors that can be, can be uh, brought up are things like um, self-confidence. Um, it can be uh, fears. It can be uh, a lot of different fears come into it. The fear of um, being vain. Um, what do you think, Matt? There's you've experienced this, so tell 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 us what, how what what sort of brought up these feelings for you. Well, I think for a lot of people, it is you spend so much time being unhappy and not liking who you are, what you are, and almost hiding yourself away from the public at large that you think you belong there. Mm. So you spend so much time in the hole and so much time in this this uncomfortable space that it becomes home. And when it becomes right. home, that's when you start telling yourself, this is where I belong. So it's like your new normal. It, it is a complete normal. Mm. And it's not a new normal because it's what you've known for so long. Mm. So for me, it was telling myself things like, you'll always be fat, you're meant to stay this way, you'll die alone, you'll never get married, you'll never be happy, this is what you deserve. Mm. And as a result, um, 
the actions for me that would follow those thoughts reflected those thoughts. Wow. Uh, so I had a massive, massive issue of self-worth that, that was a problem for many, many years. And that was, I would probably say, was the biggest thing that held me back for quite some time. Just because of the things I would tell myself literally every single day. And then I would combine that with going to bed every single night, wishing I would wake up the next morning a different person. Mm. Have a guess how that all worked out. So I have a question for you. Shoot. If, did anybody during this period, did anybody around you lose weight? Friends, family members, anyone? No, but to be fair, I wasn't around many people. Mm. Do you think that that would have made a difference for your mindset at that time? Like if you had have seen other people do it, would that have made a difference to your to your normal way of thinking, which was that you weren't worth it, you're never going to lose weight, it's just not in the cards for you, all that sort of stuff. Would it have made any sort of difference if there were people around you losing weight? and having that sort of supportive atmosphere or do you think that you were so far into that that you had to come out of it by yourself option b okay uh no i don't think it would have made any difference Mm. because i mean i was so sort of absorbed in my own i guess you'd say misery that i wasn't even paying attention to around me that makes sense so there is there is no doubt that there would have been people in my life that were making positive changes yeah but i was too wrapped up in my own self-loathing ways, I wouldn't have even noticed. Um, and I don't think it would have affected me in, in a positive way because of the things I was telling myself. Mm. Because I think for a lot of people, you can see people have positive change and you can be around it. But if you keep telling yourself that you're not going to do it or you're not worth it, you're going to make sure that comes to pass regardless. Yeah. Yeah, the mind is a funny thing. It can really convince us of basically whatever, you know, it can, it can, for good or for bad, it can really convince us one way or the other. Well, I know for me, it's where I was holding myself back Mm. for years and years and years. And it's also the same place where I sort of broke free of that sort of a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like even if I go back to when I was younger, I could have had all the money in the world and paid all the professionals to help me. It wouldn't have, wouldn't have made a difference because of what I was telling myself and what I believed. Yeah. Uh, do you, Courtney, think, how does this tie into vanity? Yeah, well, I mentioned vanity before because I think that for a lot of people, vanity is a sort of taboo topic it's it's got this social stigma around it and i think we know how powerful a lot of these social stigmas can be where they can really become sort of a a taboo area and they can affect the way that we think about things so i think vanity is one of those things i think that it's always been preached as you don't want to be a vain person um vanity is bad you know you don't want to be you just don't want to be perceived as a vain person. And I, I've never really understood that that stigma around that. Like, who cares? If, because at the end of the day, I think when you really think about it, when with vanity, everybody... Vanity is just wanting to look your best. And everybody wants to look their best. Yes, there's certain people that take that to different degrees, but, I mean, that's obviously what they find appealing for them. And... 
I, I see no problem with anybody who wants to put themselves out there and look and feel their best on a day-to-day basis. I think that that should be celebrated. I don't think it should have a, a, a social stigma attached to it. And just, I think a lot of it comes to the stigma, a lot of it comes down to because everybody's personal opinions on what makes them look and feel the best is different. And obviously with difference comes very uh, strong opinion. So I think that's that's a lot of the social stigma around that. But I can tell you, I don't, I don't think I've met one client, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if I've met one client that has not had some sort of degree of vanity wrapped up in their goals. In terms of the people we work with? Yes. Oh, well, you are correct. But then again, that's, you know, we, we work specifically with, you know, people that want to improve their body composition, aka lose weight, look their best, feel their best. But there are plenty out there that don't do it for vanity purposes because they do it for more, you know, performance-based purposes. There might be performance-based purposes. There might be health-related based purposes. But that's not us. There are definitely people out there that don't do it for vanity-based reasons. There there might be some people that do it for other reasons. And the vanity side of things just looking better is just a perk of the situation they're in. That's great. But in terms of the clients we've worked with and we work with – I don't think I've ever met anyone that doesn't have some sort of percentage in their goal of vanity. Well, you won't because consider that, you know, where we've come from personally and then, you know, who we've worked with and who we'll continue to work with and who we look to work with, they all have at least one or two things in common. One of them being they don't like what they see in the mirror. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, you are spot on with that assertion, but that you know, that's not a massive surprise. No. Um, could I recommend just in terms of a uh, a detailed discussion about vanity, episode thirty six of a fine podcast. <laughs> this one, <laughs> uh, episode thirty six. You're so vain, and why there's nothing wrong with that. In terms of getting into a, a deep dive on that discussion, I strongly recommend looking that up on the archives. Where are the archives located, Courtney? They're on our website. Which is? Theweightlosspodcast.com. What have I told you? They're also on iTunes and Spotify. Yes, they are. They're on Spotify now. <clears throat> Cheap plug. Cheap plug. <laughs> but I think, yeah, so we're not going to dive too much into the whole uh, understanding around vanity, even though I could uh, I could talk about that topic for a while. Um, I could go and, right, and you have. Could go right off on a tangent there. But uh, to bring it back, to do with self-worth. I just think that... There is a connection. I think that for some people, obviously some of these things that I float are not going to hit everybody, but for some people, there is a connection between the social negative stigma around wanting to look your best and then having that that self-worth issue. Um, Could I suggest to you listening this... To this, if you can relate personally to what Courtney has just said about the the connection between vanity and self worth, please get in touch and let us know about your sort of experiences at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Uh, I would, I personally, um, I myself can't relate to that connection, but I would like to hear from someone that has. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I guess moving moving along here a bit. In terms of the the self worth discussion and the, the the topic or the the thoughts that we have about you know I don't deserve to do this I don't deserve to be happy etc. 
I, I have noticed with people that I've worked with over the years and myself when I was younger, that when you have these thoughts, um, it's almost like a, a defense mechanism where your actions are going to make it come true. Mm-hmm. So people have these thoughts and then the things they do ensure that happens, which obviously as a, a nice, well, not a nice, but a, a bad sort of side effect is um, it, ta- it puts you in a position to fail. Mm. Yeah. But, th- but then you can say what? Well, I told you it wouldn't happen. It's huge. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot with um, clients that I've worked with where they've expressed uh, doubt to me um, well, not so much doubt, but more like, you know, I, I can't do this. Um, and then when it doesn't come to pass, see, I told you. Yeah. I told you, but it's like, well, hang on. Everything you've done has made this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as well, the, there's been a lot of the times where I've seen it in clients where this fear of failure um, has been wrapped up also in the, the self-worth problem. So they have already a, a, a lack of confidence somewhere deep inside where they have this, this uh, new comfort zone, as you described it, Matt, where they're in this bubble of not feeling like they deserve change. Well, it's home. It becomes home and you stay there. It, feels, you it, it there. becomes their, their comfort zone, as, as you said. So if it's become your comfort zone then I think your your fear of failure even gets heightened even more so because I think nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to look silly. But I think if you've found yourself in this bubble of of really lack of self-worth and the feeling like you don't even deserve happiness or change, then that, that fear of failure can be even heightened. So you're absolutely right, Matt, where you, you, we see it a lot where people put up this defense mechanism where they want to hold on to that little bit of, of uh, negative self-worth because then they can end up saying to you, Oh, well, I told you it wouldn't work because they've convinced themselves so much that they don't deserve to change. So they're not going to change. So then at the end of the day, they can come back to us and they can say, Oh, well, see, I told you it wasn't going to happen. Um, and that, that can do with a lot of comfort zone stuff as well, putting yourself out of your comfort zone. So you've mentioned about a lack of self-worth and fear of failure. I'll put this to you, Courtney, and to you listening. Would a lack of self-worth actually tie in to a fear of success? 100%. More than a fear of failure? 100%. Um. Fear well, what, of success, but also potentially fear of the unknown. Well, put this back to you, Matt, because you 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 found this bubble home at one stage in your life. One stage, <laughs> a long a, a stage. long stage, but at one point in your life, which yeah. lasted for a long time, yeah. you you found yourself in this in this bubble. So, were you more afraid of failure or success? Were you more afraid of what would happen to you? if you actually did succeed as opposed to continually, it does failure become part of the normal? Is it part of the bubble where you're constantly being let down or you're constantly unhappy so you just expect it? Is it more scary for you to think what could happen if you actually achieved it? For me, it was me personally, it was actually the third option you didn't say, which was I was so down on myself 
and had such a poor sense of self-worth, it prevented me from even doing anything. Yeah, right. So I was like, well, what's the point of even trying? I'm meant to be this way. So you wouldn't even think about failure or success. You would just literally... I'd go back to eating shit food and doing no exercise. Not think about it. I'm supposed to be fat. I'm supposed to be unhealthy. I'm supposed to be alone. Mm. That's, that's my lot in life. So for right. me, it was option three. Don't try to do a damn thing. Now, I know um, I've worked with people where it absolutely has been... Um, the fear of success. The fear of success. In fact, mm. I think, I, from my experience, I actually think um, I would almost rule out fear of failure for most people when it comes to this. Is this a situation where I'm getting the lines crossed and fear of failure is more a self-doubt problem than a self-worth problem? I would agree with you on that. Okay. I think, I think um, Self-doubt and fear of failure will be their own podcast together. Yeah, cool. Uh, I think self-worth is often the fear of success. Yep. Um, is- or, or in some cases like mine, um, there's no fear of success because you don't think you deserve it anyway, but you don't do a damn thing. So I think for, for, for quite a few people, how it ties into fear of success is they will pay the money get the gym membership, get the personal trainer, get the nutrition program, blah, 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 blah. But they're not put in a legitimate, full, like a wholehearted effort. So they'll sabotage the, their own results. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's that's where your self-sabotage starts to come into play. Um, and I think, I think from my experience, if it's not that, it's the way I went about it, which was to not even do a damn thing in the first place. So if you're afraid of success... If you've got a fear of success, if someone in this bubble of lacking self-worth, what are they afraid of in terms of the, the clients you've worked with, Matt? What are these people afraid of in terms of success? Well, um, there's there's a number of things that I've had in discussions with people over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it is just simply the unknown. Like, what what is my life going to look like when they when they're so used to what the normal is? They can't picture what the new normal will be. And that to me is understandable. And I wouldn't expect anyone to be able to picture what their life would be like because if you haven't done it, how do you know? Yeah. That's where I was. I could never picture what my life would be like. Um, But as I'll sort of discuss a bit later in this episode in detail, I just figured that whatever, whatever the unknown is, it can't be worse than what the current status quo is. Um. So that, that was a big thing for me. But for, for others that I've dealt with, with the unknown, it can also be, what will I look like? So some people, it's amazing. Um, and I, I can never judge for this because I've been, I've, you know, I've been so close to this situation, I can't judge others. But I've had people say to me, I don't put in a full effort for things like, I'm afraid I'll lose weight too fast and have ruined skin. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I've had others say, um, I don't want to have to show off any stretch marks. Mm. Uh, then there's one where I'm afraid my partner might leave me if I lose weight or my friends will judge me, mm. you know, because I've changed. Is that where the vanity thing comes in maybe? Part of it. Mm. Um, but it's also, I think, a fear of what others think Okay. as well. That's where I think the, the whole thing about the partner, you know, will my partner still love me or find me attractive? I think that's where that comes into it, uh, as well as being judged. 
because you know, anyone that started to work on their habits, especially their, their eating habits, you, you're gonna get comments, even though most of them aren't um, deli- deliberately negative. Correct. You're gonna get people asking, oh, oh, gee, you eat a lot. Gee, you eat all the time. Aren't you trying to lose weight? Or you know, the questions, oh, you're having carbs? Can you actually have carbs? Or you're having too much protein? Protein makes you fat. Damage your kidneys. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, tell me this then, Matt. How does then, in terms of what you were just talking about, how does then, what sort of role does confidence have in this? So how did you feel in terms of when you were in this lack of self-worth bubble, did you ever give it any sort of thought about looking back now because you wouldn't have thought about your confidence at the time that's correct in the frame of mind you're in but looking back now do you feel like a lack of confidence played in to maybe not putting you in that bubble but maybe how long you stayed there no i think it's the other way around okay i think the lack of self-worth um takes away any confidence you may have Mm. because that it bleeds into so many areas of your life so for me um I had a massive fear of being seen in public, right? Because any I, anyone that knows me or has met me will know I'm not the smallest individual in the world. I do tend to stand out in the crowd. Um, I'm very tall and I'm built very strong, so I don't. I, it's hard to hide. But mm. then, if you have someone of my stature and you're carrying like 80 kilos of extra weight, you take up a lot of space, which means you also draw a lot of eyeballs. And when you're the sort of person where you don't like the way you look, the worst thing you can think about is people, like a public at large, looking at you. Because then you think, I'm being judged. Mm. People looking down their nose at me. They think I'm you know, less than human or something like that. So that sort of lack of self-worth um, fed into poor confidence because it would affect so many situations where I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't want to be seen outside the house. Mm. You know? Um, even when I first started doing my, my sort of exercise routine, even though it was not the best one in the world because I did too much, I would, excuse me, I would do a lot of it at night time because ah, I couldn't be seen. Really? Because it was in the dark. Huh. You wow. know? Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes into this. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, of course, it also played into um, the idea of being employed. I was unemployed for a long time because I was too afraid of looking for work so I thought people would judge me and then what was helping to feed that was me saying to myself you'll always be this way right so so you're saying that a lack of self-confidence for you wasn't how you reached the point of being in this other way um, around this self-worth bubble it was as a result of being getting yourself into that sort of state, you lost all self-confidence. Yeah, I lived there long enough and yep. told myself this shit enough times where my actions reflected that. Mm. And then they started to interfere with other areas of your of your life, oh, like that, job. They, they were interfering with those areas for a long time. Okay. It just became bad. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think connection between self-confidence and a lack of self-worth play a lot into each other. And, you know, I think that's really good feedback, Matt, what you just said, because I I would have thought that it might have been the other way around. Well, I would have thought that potentially 
your confidence going down and down and down and down leads to a sense of self-worth. Well, it still could. I'm not going to say that my experience is, is the one and only because that's not the case. I mean, this mm. to me, this could just as easily be a chicken and egg discussion, which one comes first. Yeah. So this is, again, where I put this out to you listening to us gas bag here. Um, please please send us an email with your thoughts, podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. What comes first, a lack of self-worth or a lack of confidence? Because for me, it was self-worth came first, mm -hmm. but I am just about positive that's not going to be a universal thing. No, just like for myself, I have a lot over my life suffered from a lack of self-confidence, but it's never formed into any sort of sense of lack of self-worth. So you can obviously have one without the other in terms of you can suffer from from lacking of confidence and not suffer from lack of self-worth. Can I also just say, um, moving on a little bit, I have seen the lack of self-worth bleed into other areas when it comes to... Um, people that have approached us about us helping them and then working with us. And I know that um, any, any personal trainer listening to this podcast will be able to relate to this. One of the biggest things that we get from people when they ask us for help or talk to us about helping them are things like, I can't afford it mm. or I don't have the time. Now, I just want to just say to begin with that if someone has urgent pressing matters in their life, such as I don't have a job, don't worry about losing weight. Go and get a fucking job. Mm. There are more pressing matters here. However, I do think there is a large percentage of people that say, um, say things like, oh, I, you know, I can't afford it or I haven't got the time is code speak for I'm not worth the money and I'm not worth the effort. Mm. Would you agree? wife yeah absolutely absolutely and i think that 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 comes hand in hand with one of the questions we ask all of our clients matt before they start with us which is your one to ten scale yeah oh, absolutely so you but know, you know what though you can you can ask someone the question and the question just in case you're wondering that we ask um every single person that comes to us we ask them certain questions that gives us a bit of insight uh one, one of the most important ones is on a scale of one to ten Tell us how important your goal is to you. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, pretty much 11, there's 11 different options you can give because it's zero to 10. Oh, that's one to 10. So it is 10 different options. Um, but we, we're, look, we're not looking for a right answer, but we know anything less than a 10 is when things get in the way. Yeah. Um, and this, I mean, there are multiple things that get in the way, but the, the lack of self-worth is absolutely one of them. Mm. Uh, and I, I do think there is a large portion of people out there that they are trying, and I use that term loosely, trying to lose weight, but aren't, aren't willing to dive into the deep end of the pool, so to speak, um, because they don't think they're worth the financial investment and they don't, or they don't think they're worth the time investment or both. Because I have had people say to me things like, oh, yeah, this is the most important thing in the world to me but I'm not going to spend the money on myself. I'm like, okay. Mm. So the idea of losing weight might be important to you, but the idea of you doing it, less so. Yeah. I do think you have to also think, 
I am worth the money, I am worth the time, I am worth the sacrifice. Well, I think this comes down to the, 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 the thing as well, is if you don't do it for yourself, no one else is going to do it for you. Well, that's one of the biggest things I've learned. You know, as I said before, I go to sleep at night hoping I'd change when I wake up in the, ne- you know, the next morning. Um, and I had a 0% success rate mm. with that. So not very good. Um, but you do, you know, once you sort of have that, that realization like, hey, shit, you know, this is up to me. Mm. This is all on me. Things start to turn around. So I was like that where um, I would look to, you know, cut costs on myself. Yeah. Um, which tied into the fact that I didn't think I was worth any of it. Um, where now, I mean, if I, you, know, you can do the same thing for yourself, Courtney. If I go back and add up all the money I've spent on myself to get to where I am, both personally and professionally, like it's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. And can I just say one thing? Worth every cent. Mm. Well, let's let's then, I want to finish this podcast with some tips that people can use since uh, if, if they are feeling like they're one of those people like yourself, Matt, that does lack a sen- sense of self-worth. So being the, the one out of the two of us that have gone through this and come out the other side, what tips can you give someone listening right now that is feeling like they are stuck in that same bubble? All right. Well, the first tip I'm going to give is not the one that people want to hear, but bad luck it's the truth. No one else can do this for you. You can't mm. buy your way out of it. Mm. I've, I've worked with many people that have paid the money, for example, to work with some, even someone like me or someone like Courtney and haven't done a damn thing because they thought they were buying a solution. Mm, that's a really good you point. You can't buy your way out of this and you can't buy yourself a sense of self-worth. Right. That's the first tip I'd give is don't think that getting a PT or buying some kick-ass nutrition program is going to do it because guess what? It won't. Ever. So, so you got to change change the way you're thinking about it first. Well, um, no. No. No, I think it starts... Or you change the way you think about working with professionals. Right. But I just want to say the tip there is you will not buy your way out of this. I, from my personal experience... The way out of this starts with you having conversations with yourself. Honest conversations and asking yourself questions like, you know, is there a, is there a part of me that really does deserve something better? So I can distinctly remember uh, years ago having sort of inner conversations with myself. For me personally, it was along the lines of you're wasting your potential. I remember thinking that when I was younger, you're wasting your potential in every possible way. Mm. And after a while, I started saying that to myself enough where I started to believe it. Mm. And then the effort started to change. So anyone that knows me now will know that a lack of self-worth is not something that holds me back these days. No. No, definitely not. But I didn't go from having no self-worth to having 100% self-worth straight away. It was a gradual thing. So for me, it started with me personally saying, you are wasting your potential. Um, And then I would also start thinking about what would my life be 
if I looked, you know, what the, what would I look like at my best? What would my life be like? You know what I thought? I had no fucking idea. I bet it was going to be better. But I could not be worse than mm. the shithole I was stuck in for years and years and years prior. So for me, it was a, also a willingness to dive into the unknown because at a minimum, it could not be as bad as where I had been for so long. And then over time, as I started to uh, you know, gradually take those small steps forward, the sense of self-worth, which is a lot like confidence, goes up in stages, like, like the rungs on a ladder. Mm. So you're not going to go from the bottom rung to the top rung in one step. You're going to go through all those little rungs bit by bit along the way. So it was, it was the sense of self-worth that just, for me, was wasting potential and just coming to terms with the fact that I couldn't see what my future would be like, but I was willing to take the risk on it being better than what my future would be like if I stayed the way I was. Mm. And lo and behold, here we are on this podcast in our house, which I'm doing a podcast with my wife, where if you'd gone back to when I was having these discussions with myself years ago and said to me, hey, Matt, you're going to be a PT one day. You're going to have your own podcast. The things that you're listening to, you have your own one. You're going to have your gym. You're going to have a very good looking wife (laughs) in your own house in a different part of the country to where you currently live. Um, that to me, that's was that, like I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't believe you for starters. Um, so you can't, you can't ever picture where your life will take you when you sort of take the risk on yourself. But I think that's where it has to start with, with having those discussions, and and even just a small part of you has to be able to say yes. Yeah. I think personally, if all you're saying to yourself is no, you're not worth it, you don't deserve it. I, I don't think you're going to make progress until you can start to change change what you're saying to yourself, even if it's just by a small amount. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like that. The what I was saying earlier was that you know the mind is a funny thing, and it will take you where where it, you're telling yourself to go. I mean, you can't tell yourself one thing and expect your body to do something else, and for it to to be sustainable. So. You really have to uh, to get on the same page with yourself yeah, and you understand exactly what you want to do. But I think that's really good advice, Matt, that you've that you've given and tips there. So, anything else that you want to add to that? Oh, by the way, just quickly, you obviously were a single man at this stage when you were going through this process. Obviously, if you if if someone listening was say had a partner, or a husband, wife, uh, partner, had a family, had kids. Would do have you seen this in in clients where it's been beneficial to discuss this with the people around them? All or the is time. It best to try to work through this um, and tell yourself these things in your own head, like you just went through. Well, um, that's a nice little setup there, Courtney. You just um, put the basketball up and dunk it. Nice little alley oop <laughs> on that one. The answer is clear. Yes, you should have the discussions, uh, especially if you know you're you're in a relationship. I, I can't think of much worse than going through this process while your, your partner is doing something completely different or completely contradictory mm. because it just makes it harder than it already is. 
So a discussion absolutely needs to take place. And I think if there's a family involved or just a, a partnership, they, everyone needs to be on board doing, yeah. doing it together. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, it's, it's more inclusive. And I think it takes away any sort of feelings of guilt. Like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this to improve myself while my partner's over there smashing potato chips. And all I want to do is eat potato chips with them. Yeah. And, I, and like you said as well, it can be a lot of feelings of guilt are brought up around the money being spent on yourself and things like that. If you've got family behind you saying, we don't care, spend as much money as you want or do it, you know, we, we support you, we're behind you. It takes away you that. Happy. It takes away that added fear around that. And I think, I think if you can take away, the only sort of advice I've seen that I want to add to this, I think the more fears that you develop in your mind that you can take away, the easier on yourself it's going to be. So if you've got fears, I mean, you said some of them earlier, Matt, based around, um, you know, the money part, you know, is my husband or my partner or my wife going to still love me if I lose the weight? Talk to them about it. Tell them your fear so, they, so, so they're aware of it and you can get it off your chest. Speak to your friends if you're afraid about how they're going to think about you or, or what you're going to be doing. Give them a heads up about what you're going to well, be doing so it, it takes away the fear of any sort of negative um, intentional or unintentional comments coming at you. Um, I've always found that the more fears that you can take out of your head and, and verbalise and sort of nip in the bud straight away the easier it's going to be for you going forward because you're not going to build up those fears to become barriers. You're sort of just dealing with them straight away. Uh, I think um, on that note, I would definitely recommend in terms of a, a deeper discussion, episode 15 of this very fine podcast, <laughs> Why the Right Support Network Can Guarantee Your Weight Loss. Um, there is, without getting too much into it because you know we've done this topic already, mm. um, I will just say that the importance of the people closest to you being on board with this will help a hell of a lot. Mm. Uh, and just since it's our show, I can just say this. Anyone that tries to hold you back from your success can fuck off. Yeah. Yep. Technical term. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm where I've come from because um, I tried to do this all by myself and I wouldn't recommend it, obviously. Getting everyone on board is is critical because it just empowers you. Yeah. Um, and I think all it does is I personally think all it does is accelerate the process in a good way. I agree. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think that was a really good discussion on that one. And obviously, we touch on uh, at the self doubt issue in a future episode. Um, so what you're saying is we killed it. I think we did kill it. Okay, so are we the best podcast ever? <laughs> yes, as long as you don't talk about that rubbish video game stuff again, people will <laughs> keep you, listening to us. <laughs> you, that's grounds for divorce. But thank you. If you are still listening, you've got through the whole podcast. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for overlooking Matt's shit intro to this one. You, and you can fuck off. <laughs> Seriously. If you have any ideas of anything you would like us to touch on, please feel free to send them through. Matt, where, that, where can they send them through their ideas? Well, us? we do have an email address that is podcast at the weightlosspodcast.com. We didn't get any emails last week. So Courtney, yes, you've ruined the show because no one emails us now. Because you've ruined you're, the show. Because, because you're you, so shit, you no one emails us. You talk about stupid video games and no one wants to listen. 
So you are wrong. Anyway, Matt and I go through the week and we do brainstorm episodes and future episodes. So we have a list of things to talk about coming up, but we are always happy to add to that list. Courtney. Fit things in earlier. So if you do have anything you want to know, anything that from weight loss myths to things in your own weight loss journey you're struggling with, please send them through. Okay. The short version of that is we love feedback. Please give us feedback at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. We're going to sign off. Courtney, can you quickly please thank our sponsors? We don't have any. (laughs) Thanks to us. Because we sponsor our own show. So thanks to us and thanks to you for listening. Thanks for bearing with us this long. Hopefully this has helped. We're going to wrap it up and call it a show. See ya. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.